Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Zed Newton Whitaker, Anna Z, Megan Griffin, Empty Face Buttercup, Catherine Quinar, Kylie Perry, Emily Johnson, John Cullen, Metro 4, Megan O'Grady. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Hello and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm Ben Meredith, your host, and with me I have... Helen Gould. Alex Newell. Sasha Sienna. And who are you playing? Cleo. So, um, Betty. There we go. Right, so this is part three <laughs> of our Monster of the Week. You've seen Pensive, Alex. What's... Well, we, we sort of did an episode zero, and I was sort of getting into the nature of maths. Does episode zero count as episode one? Is a zero a number? Ah, I well, so I was going to say, we're in episode three of our Monster of the Week special, but episode two... Of the adventure. Ah, there we go. So there we go. Well, there goes my pensivity. Good. I'm glad I have depensed you. (laughs) Anyway, so I think what has just happened is that a man who may or may not be named Nigel has just seen a book go completely through Nigel. Completely through Betty. He's looking shocked. What do you do? Uh, That book went right past me, Cleo. (laughs) Yes, I'm a terrible shot. Would you like to make a manipulate someone? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> you know how sometimes you feel like a system should have penalties, but just okay. Doesn't. That's an eleven, which is a ten, with my minus one cool charm. Cool. 
I think I can give you like a minus one forward, so I'd do that. So I'm gonna downgrade it to like a mixed success. I've just checked, I actually have a zero charm. Cool. So, so it's no. a good success. It is a, it is a full so success. What is the description of the full success on the manipulate somebody? Okay, if you get a 10 plus, then they'll do it for the reason you gave them. If you ask too much, they'll tell you the minimum it would take for them to do it. Or if there's no way they could ever do it. Sure. It's, it's more so goal oriented. I'm just asking him to believe that he hasn't just seen a ghost, which I think is a small ask for most people in day to day life. Oh, oh, sorry, ladies. I mean, yes, I, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> silliest thing. I thought it went through you, but obviously it was. <laughs> So, um, uh, you don't live around here. I was wondering why you're taking such a keen interest in in Romanster's rich and varied community history and folklore. I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm Nigel. I'm uh, I'm a bit of a you you might want to you might call me the sort of village historian, right? So I was just wondering if there's any you know if there's anything you're particularly interested in. Um, I would ask that. If you are going to throw books to each other, you might want a bit better aim. We don't want to damage them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're exactly the kind of person we'd like to meet. Absolutely, oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, well, I don't know. I'm holding this broom, but Ben is, and he's just holding a broom. I feel like an old wizard with my walking stick. <laughs> ben puts the broom down. Nigel still has it. Anyway, yes, ah. what, what, can I, what can I help you with? Use, use the theatre of your imagination. It's all gone wrong. <laughs> oh, well, we were just looking into the folklore of the town. It seems very interesting. Really? Oh, the yeah. folklore. What, what, what part are you interested in? Of course, we're, in, we're, we're pretty close to Harrow Hill. If you know, that's the, the last place that fairies were seen in England. Oh. <laughs> His face lights up when you, you give that. He's like... Yes, yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> He's so There's into it. Quite a lot of, there is actually quite a lot of documented fairy activity round here. What kind of fairies? Are they, are they like the, the nice fairies or are they the trickster fairies? Well, there aren't really any nice fairies. I mean, oh. there's, um, there, are, there have been tales of sprites um, playing tricks on farmers, There's a couple of curses. Fairies really don't like being laughed at. There are stories of fairies that were laughed at and then, you know, they cursed a, a farmer and... and, and he died. So they you know, um so. they specifically don't like farmers, these fairies then? No, I think it just tends to be sort of the farmers are the oh, ones just, who... There's just a lot of farmers about in these see parts. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I think. And especially back, you know, 1600s, 1700s, mm. most people were farmers, really. Mm. Not much of a, a service industry as it was, uh, you know, in, in, in the Sussex countryside. But are you just interested in, in, in general? What, what brings you to Rominster? Oh, well, we heard that there might be something interesting up in those woods near the Farrow... Farmers. I wondered if there were any local legends. Ah, interested in the Farrow Farm, are we? Yes. I guess it doesn't have anything to do with all of the livestock being killed. Are you? Are you journalists? Yes. yes. Really? Where from? The Guardian. The Guardian, <laughs> the Guardian? <laughs> in London. That's the very the same. One. Wow. I can't believe a Guardian journalist here in the little village of Rominster. Oh, what strange times these are. And you, you think you think that fairies did it? Well, we're just trying to get a look at all the angles, of course. Do you think that fairies did it? Fairies? Well, I'm, I mean, I haven't been to see it, but from what people are saying, it's been pretty, pretty brutal up there. Have you, have you seen it? What, what, what did you find? Well, it, it was violent. Definitely. Certainly, it looks like it would have been something, I think, particularly perhaps bigger than a fairy. Traditionally, your fairies are very small, aren't they? Are there any uh, reports of 
particularly large or, or strong creatures about? Or Well, I mean, you, you know, you could be dealing with a giant... But I think people probably would have noticed that giant, right? You know, this is, uh, also, they, they don't... They, I don't think there are any... As far as I remember... Hmm, give me a second. And he sort of rifles through the bookshelf, picks out a book, and kind of flicks through for a minute. Yeah, no, as far as I can see, there aren't any giants around here. I suppose... Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Oh, what is it? Well, well uh, have you ever heard of a knucker? No. Tell us all about it, Nigel. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, okay, so a Nucca is a sort of water spirit or, or, or like, a, like a dragon sort of thing. <gasps> They're known to sort of wander around the countryside and, and gobble up anything that they might find. They, they live in these sort of the, the things called Nucca holes. There's quite a, quite a famous one in Lyminster. Yeah, so they, well, they, they come out of their holes. Oh, a Nucca hole is like a, a pond sort of thing. I see. There's actually, a, well, there is purportedly a knucker hole here, sort of behind the church. Really? really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Yes, there's a, there's a sign up and everything that sort of says this is a, this is a knucker hole and, and gives you a little bit of information about the dragon. Yeah, so you could, you could go and have a look at that. I'm not sure, well, I mean, obviously... Well, it would be great to get some pictures for the paper. Really? What sort of coverage about the Sussex folklore? I mean, I... You're from The Guardian, right? You don't know this stuff is obviously a little bit... Of course, but most journalists, you see, they have a personal project. That's why so many journalists come out with books. One of the things that we like to do is learn about the sort of alternative folk theories that have been passed down through the ages. Right. Oh, well, yes. No, of course, because I don't <laughs> I don't actually think that a, a knucker would have done that sort of thing. It's probably just <laughs> local kids or something. But, but, but if it was, but if it was, it would probably be in that knucker hole. I love how cool Nigel is with the idea. It's just local kids massacring <laughs> livestock. It's good, wholesome village fun. It's a tradition as old as the hills. Imagine the kids in this village. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna start. I mean, so you're gonna mention me? Oh, oh of course. Uh, yes. Could we take your full name and age? Yes, yes, of course. So local historian, you put it down as local historian, right. Nigel Rattle. Nigel Rattle. Age 65. Age 65. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Well, yes, no, I'm, I'm always happy to help. And, well, tell me if you find a knucker. Uh. Of course we will. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, uh, just one more thing, Nigel. <laughs> Please say just, you turn as you're leaving. one more thing. Come on, yeah. style. Um, yes, he turns around from the sweeping yes. he was just starting through. Uh, the knucker, is there any sort of link to sort of rituals or summoning there? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Obviously, you know, you can leave sort of the milk out for the fairies and stuff like that. But no, I think knuckers, they just sort of appear, as far as I know. I mean, there aren't a huge number of stories about them. I mean, there is one, although it's not really about summoning. Uh, it's about a, a, a young guy, well, like the Lyminster knucker, a young, young man called Jim Puttock. The mayor of Arundel offered a, a, a great big reward. I think it might have been his daughter's hand in marriage or just a big pile of cash. I mean, these folklore things sort <laughs> well, of... you know, it's the same thing, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, he looks at the back <laughs> of his... Well, I mean... In those days. In those days. In those days, of course. And, well... Basically, there's, a, there's one wandering around Lyminster, sort of eating up all, 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 all of the... Well, sometimes people, you know, sometimes livestock and everything like that. And then they want it dealt with, and the mayor of Arundel gives sort of a big, a big thing. So basically what, what Jim Puttock does is he bakes a really big pie, but poisons it, and he gives it to, to the knucker, 
who eats it and then gets very ill. And then uh, he promises to come back the day after with with another one. But instead, he comes back with a big axe. And so the knucker is all very sick because it ate the poison pie, can't defend itself, and it chops its head right off. Not That's... the brightest, these knuckers, are they? Well, I don't... It's not really too much about the personality, but no, it seems to be more <laughs> hungry than, mm. than cunning. It, it was going to eat him until he kind of offered it the pie. One thing to mention, it did eat the pie, the wagon and the horses all in one bite, so not oh, the okay. not the smallest of things. Of course, if they were real, <laughs> which they're not, <laughs> obviously. Of course not. Of course, well, thank you, Nigel. Lovely to meet you. Oh, yes. well, no, no, absolute pleasure to, to meet some big city journalists in our little village. That's uh, really exciting. So when will the paper come out? When can I, can I read it? Well, uh, it depends very much on how long it takes us to do our investigation, of right. course. Right, OK, well, if there's anything else Wouldn't I can... Wouldn't want to leave anything out. No, 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 no. But if there's anything else I can do to help speed it along, well, you know, you know where I am. Right here. <laughs> yes. Thank you so, so much. Oh, absolute (laughs) pleasure. Enjoy your stay in Rominster. I hope we don't bump into any fairies. Oh, yes, very good. Now we leave. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Mean the while... You go to the butchers, huh? Having having managed to impressively completely diffuse that situation, (laughs) from, oh no, one of you's a ghost, to... Journalist from London. Great. Here's all this information I know. We head over to the butcher's shop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, pull up outside the butcher's shop. Uh, is there anyone else in there apart from, you know, the butcher? There is the butcher's assistant. Okay, but there's no customers there. No. There are two people behind the counter. One of them is cleaning and one of them is at work on okay. a cut. Okay. I'll then keep going a little bit so I'm not literally parked outside. You could uh, park in the pub car park. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Great. I take out my hunting rifle from the boot, sort of sling it over my shoulder. Uh-huh. Hunting rifles, legal in the UK if you have a licence. Yep. Oh, Do you have a licence? Of course. I'm not a... Of course. He's 18 years old, of course he has a licence. All 18-year-olds have a licence. Um, <laughs> hmm. I've got a licence for my car. For, for, for our US for listeners, guns. that isn't how it works. You don't get given your hunting <laughs> licence on your 18th um, birthday. So, uh, I then head into the pub. Not pub, I head into the butchers. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Sorry, I already thought you were a butchers. <laughs> I head into the butchers. Sure. Ding, ding, ding. You're right, burger inspector. I'm here with my niece. I'm not I'm not with you. <laughs> She's around. Uh... Um, so I've got reports that there is uh you know, I'll get I'll get out my notepad that I definitely have. I we've got reports that there's been a bunch of like dead cows and stuff, and I don't know if you know, I mean everyone knows obviously that dead cows have loads of diseases. Um so we're here just asking around about dead cows. <laughs> have you noticed any dead cows other than the dead cows that have already been noticed? So the older <laughs> gentleman That's a single block, by yep, the way. The older gentleman sort of looks at the the other person goes, it's all right, Simon, I'll, I'll deal with this. Leans on the uh, counter and goes, I can't say we have, Burger Inspector. There are no diseased burgers for your inspection. Is that okay? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and presume that that's incredibly deliberately playing to a child, yes? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now listen here, my good man. I've come a long way, okay? And I'm here to get some straight answers. I am not accusing you of having poison burgers, I am asking if you heard of any other livestock-related problems. I get this a lot, okay? If I was a child, would I have a gun? 
Obviously not. I do have a gun, so clearly I'm not a child. I just look young. Please, can we get past this to the important burger inspecting bits? Can we not just talk like two grown men? All right, son. <laughs> I, I don't know. Game. I'm really tempted to yell, don't you gender me? But no, I'm not going to do this. 1970s. And you also called yourself a grown man. Yeah, I'm androgynous. I pick whatever I pick so at the you, time. So you gendered yourself. I did. I did. All right, Sonny. I don't know what game you're playing, and I don't know if you borrowed your dad's gun for a little bit of fun. Might have to have words with him about doing that, because that's not, you know, legal. But I don't know anything about livestock stuff. I assume you're talking about the Pharaoh's farm that happened. That's the one. But the vet's dealing with that, and he's going to be talking to the police. So I don't think they're going to need your help. So either buy something or stop wasting my time. I then would like to purchase a burger. For inspection. If I was inspecting it, I would hardly purchase it. I'm, I'm, this, this is Sam doing some top-notch grown-upping. Right. And uh, I assume burger inspectors are paid quite a lot, so you've got money on you? We also have a good eye if, on the market, If you Sonny. wish to purchase a burger. <laughs> what kind of burger would you like to purchase? Ideally one that isn't diseased. Would you like to eat, would you like to purchase a lamb burger or would you like to purchase a beef burger or would you like to purchase one of these <laughs> small tubular burgers that we in the business as well you know call sausages. I will purchase a lamb burger, my good man. One lamb burger for the gentleman to purchase. <laughs> That'll be a quid fifty, please. I have uh, no idea how much that is. Is that a lot? It's a decent amount in, in the period. That'll be all right. That'll be twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty p. <laughs> You're actually charging yourself. <laughs> that will be an appropriate an appropriate amount of money, please. <laughs> I, I pay the man an appropriate amount of money. Thank you for purchasing this burger with the appropriate amount of money. <laughs> now, good day to you, son. I don't like you. And then I leave. That went as, really badly. As Sam sort of huffs out of the store, we have a view through the window where the butcher turns to his assistant and just goes, "Well, says." What's that about? What's going on? <laughs> what on earth just happened? I go to the I, I go to the library. That was a that was a bust. Sam's not happy. So as you're leaving the library, you bump into Sam. He has a brown paper bag. Did you know, lamb can also be made into a burger? Yes, I did. Is there that you what you have? Oh, you uh, a raw burger. It's not you. the butcher. Thank you for clarifying that. Would you like to come with us round the back of the church? We think that there might be a monster there. Wicked! I'm also just going to throw this burger away whenever there's a bin. Sure. Okay. You easily find a bin. Wait, no. No, you don't, incorporeal ghost person. <laughs> I can't even drop things. <laughs> I mean, I didn't give you the burger. I'm not mad. You said you just handed me it. You I thought I handed like... it to Chloe. Oh, right. Cleo. 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 Oh, then uh, I'm good. I don't mind what happens to the burger in that case. <laughs> I keep the burger. Oh, difference of opinion here. Mm. <laughs> I really Ooh. enjoyed that I'm bringing so far nothing to the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're going up to the church. Wicked. Yeah. 
Excellent. You head to the church. It is sort of sort of on the outskirts of town, sort of nestled into the back of a hill, surrounded by woodland. It's called Wollstone's Chapel. Wollstone's Chapel. Wollstone's Chapel. Interesting. It's a sort of medium-sized church. It's a bit bigger than you'd expect for a village like this, and it looks more like a sort of town church. So probably about 30 metres long, about 15 metres wide. Decently sized. You could definitely fit the entire village in here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cleo. Cleo. Who's Wallstone? I don't know. Maybe it'll be on one of these, uh, on the wall somewhere. Yes. There is a little plaque saying, who's St. Wallstone? <laughs> St. Wallstone is the patron saint of farmers and agriculture. And then it gives a little mm. bit about his thing. I think he, he lived in East Anglia. I think he's actually buried, no word of a lie, in a place called Borbag. <laughs> Borbag? Borbag. I think it's spelled B-A-U-G-H. There's nothing funny B-A-U-G-H. about Borbag, OK? Or, it's, or like Borbo or something, yeah. It's got a very silly name. Anyway. It's a perfectly natural place, Borbag. Doesn't yeah. need any more attention placed. Anyway, he's an English saint who was dedicated to farming. And buried in which, Borbag. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, saints aren't known for tearing up animals, so unless they were demonic animals. So, do you find anything in the library? We found a lovely man named Nigel who knows quite a lot about what to say, ruckers. Ruckers. Knuckers. Thank you. Who? Well, one of them might live in this pond. Oh yes. So, sort of outside the front of the church, Mm -hmm. where you're sort of having this chat, there is like a little sign with a hand, like a little landmark thing, saying "This way to the knucker hole." (laughs) (laughs) Sort of points round the back of the church. Why don't we visit it? Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. You go over to the knucker hole. It is in the middle of the graveyard, but it's basically just like a big pond, and the graveyard's kind of been built around it. So the church kind of backs onto it. Sort of looking at it, it's a very, very deep pool, so it's very dark water. You can't really see the bottom. Very, very still. There's some reeds and rushes sort of surrounding it. But you're in this graveyard, you know, there's trees in amongst the graves. It's quite pleasant, quite quiet, quite calm and placid. You can sort of see why people might think of putting a graveyard here. It's it's pretty serene. Mm. Is there anything you'd like to particularly do? I would like to poke the water with a stick. Okay. You <laughs> you poke the water with a stick. It reacts as if a pond has been poked with a stick. Okay, sort of cool. the, the ripples go out across the surface and then die back down to that sort of placid, glassy texture. Betty, Betty. Yes. Magic it. Yeah, is there a spell I can use on that? Use magic? Yeah, so use magic's yeah. a bit interesting. It's not something I've used before. So I think what we should probably do is have a quick read-through of that while we're on a break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So, uh, we've had a quick read of the use magic rules and we now know what we're going to do. Betty, what are you going to try and do with your spell? Well, the effect I'm going to try and use is do one thing that is beyond human limitations. And what does that look like? And the one thing that I'm going to do is I would like to basically sense if this is a pond or if underneath the pond or in the pond there's some sort of portal or creature. I want want to see if this is a real knucker pond. Yeah, so you want to uh, sort of extend your perception beyond what you would normally be able to do. Yeah, brilliant. Give me a roll. Magic, uh, magic, so magic, magic, magic. That is an eight with my plus three weird makes an eleven. Okay, Ooh. so that means mm. that it does whatever it needs to do. Yes. Okay. Assisted by the stillness and serenity of this area, you close your eyes and lose contact with your sort of mortal form, which is very easy for you since you physical form is kind of like a bit wibbly wobbly anyway. And you just extend your senses throughout the world, trying to like feel the nature of things, and you extend that down into the pond. And you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going. And beyond the extension of your perception, the pond just goes for what feels like forever. You feel a yawning, wild nature coming out of the pond that grows stronger as you go deeper, but you just, you can't touch the source of that power. Are there any physical manifestations of, like, magic happening, by the way? No. So whilst you're doing this, Sam is effectively just staring at you. Big, like, <laughs> normally the whole, like, I'm a grown-up and cynical, it's just like, yeah. Actually, also, <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that. How do you do magic? Because um, that should be a you thing, not yeah, me thing. Yeah, I don't think it would be anything physical because sure. Betty's not technically physical. Yeah, I think it would just be, like, a sort of... Concentration sort of Concentration, thing. stillness. Cool. I basically look like I'm going to bite through my T-shirt watching. <laughs> what, what I would say is, yeah, so so Betty goes still, but, like, inhumanly still. Like freeze frame still. Yeah, like, whatever video that is showing Betty is just paused, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and she just stops. And obviously, because she's a ghost, there's no breathing, there's no eye flicker, there's no yeah. nostril flaring, there's, like, no nothing. Cleo, Cleo, she's doing it. Look, she's doing it, she's doing it's it now. And then after... After quiet. 30 seconds, you're back. Quiet. What do you reckon it is? What did you see? Well, nothing. But, uh. no, that's the interesting thing. No bottom of the pond, no monster necessarily, just nothing all the way down. Ooh. Except for a sort of bestial, oh. hungry energy, like an aggression. So, it's, so I mean... I'm going to go on a limb and say, if it's not the butcher, it's probably the definitely spooky magic pond that's full of, like, beast sense stuff, right? Yes, I think that's probably true. It's at this point that you all become aware of a strange sort of rustling noise coming from the trees at the edge of the graveyard. Uh-oh. Oh, don't worry, Ooh. I'll check it out. I draw oh, my sword. Uh, uh, mm. What's Wait, hang on a minute. So you've been walking around with ludicrously large sword straps <laughs> over your back. Oh, that's a good point. You have a car trunk. You have a knife. I draw my knife. <laughs> and your brass knuckles. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, unless someone physically starts me, I'm going to get my move of don't worry, I'll check it out in. Quote, okay, so what do you? what is that? Whenever you go off by yourself to check out somewhere or something scary, 
mark an experience. I realise we're really not going to be using the experience all that much, but I'm playing to type. Hmm. I'm immediately going to investigate because I'm a monster hunter too. Okay, so yeah, you notice the rustling. I think you're all... Well, actually, no, I'm going to say Cleo and Sam are aware of it. Obviously, Betty, you've yeah. kind of just come out of a trance as, as such. Sam kind of says, I've got this and... Bolts off. Yeah. Like a scared rabbit. I'm going to go poke around, move some bushes. Brilliant. Okay, I'm going to follow behind. <laughs> sure. Um, Sam, would you like to read a bad situation, please? A bad situation? I don't know why you'd want me to, Ben. Everything's going so well. Read a bad situation. When you look around and read a bad situation, roll sharp. On 10 plus, hold three. On 79, hold one. One hold can be spent to ask the keeper one of the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? And there's additional things where if I act on the answers, I get plus one ongoing and yeah, et cetera, Which means et cetera, you get plus ones to the rolls. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and assume I have to read a bad situation then. I've asked you to, yes. Yes, good. <laughs> and it's on sharp, right? Yeah. What's your sharp? My sharp is plus one. Ten total, including my plus one. So you get three. Nice. Yes. Ask me three questions. Are there any dangers around that we haven't <laughs> noticed? Yes, there are. Um, <laughs> so as you kind of walk into the to the woods with that sort of weird rustling sound, it kind of dies down again and you look around and you notice a lot of adders. Oh, okay. That are sort of secreted in the undergrowth. You have another question, though. Or you have another two. What's my best way out? Back the way you came. What's the biggest threat? The adders. <laughs> May have wasted a question there, guys. Uh, not really, no, because there might have been something else. There could yeah. be two threats. Okay, I turn around. I don't turn around. I back out because that's way more sensible. Presumably into Chloe. Yeah. So you kind of Cleo. As, yeah, as you approach after Sam's run off, you then yeah bump into the back of Sam <laughs> yeah, as they're backing back out. The rustling starts up again. What was that? Loads of snakes. Oh, um, okay. When you say loads of snakes, do you mean a lot of snakes or a supernatural number I mean, of snakes? Do we really need to go into the At grammar At this point, of it? about 25 adders appear, slithering with purpose out of the woods. That many and snakes? Oh, this is not good. Damn, I wish I had my huge sword with me. Will okay, be useful. <laughs> I've got what's effectively a, a sniper rifle. I can hit them, I guess. Ah, club some snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a move to distract snakes with a burger? <laughs> uh, there definitely needs to be the basic under move. Nonsense. <laughs> okay. it's, it's, that's definitely act under pressure. I'm going to think that if the snakes want food, I have a lamb burger, so mm. I'm going to throw it to mm. the side and see if they okay. go after it. Roll to act under pressure. That's a six. Do you like some help throwing a burger? I'm quite cool, you know. How are you doing this? Rebound. I can't. I don't think I can help on this one. No, that's, that's why we asked you to justify it. That's fair <laughs> enough. What does a six do on an act under pressure? Is it the one that says things go to hell? Yes, that is the one. Excellent. Okay, so you take the burger, you throw it, and it bounces off one of the adder's heads. No! <laughs> and then falls down. That adder is, like, mildly stunned, but I don't know if snakes can charge... But the snakes charge. Snakes can totally charge. Yeah, yeah they're Have super doomed. Like, yeah, they... David Attenborough the video with the like, lizard. Yeah. The so they go for you. Take three harm as they swarm you. They are biting your feet, your legs, your ankles. They're trying to slither up you. Yeah, you have been 
horrendously bitten. Ugh, I'm going to try and... Oh, yeah. and you're taking, sorry, a minus one um, ongoing for lots of snake venom. <laughs> like lots of, just, lots just and lots of, of snake it. venom. Okay. Uh, so, Betty, from your point of view, some snakes have come out. Cleo threw a burger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now covered in snakes. Great. Okay, so I'm very, very angry. And I just want to charge at these snakes with my dead hand, you know, my death hands. Yep. So basically, I'm just going to like shove at the snakes yep, with sure. my hands. Use your touch the snakes, magical the force uh, push sort to, of thing. Yeah. So that's kick some ass. It is. That's not great, but I do get a plus three, which makes that a nine. Okay. You deal your weapon time. So your hands should have a rating in your playbook. Um, you've taken the extra to, for them to do plus one harm. Yes. Plus one harm so is two harm. You do two harm to the snakes, and the snakes, not charging you, do two harm back. As they, they're not, they can't really sort of bite you, but they're slithering and swarming through you enough to sort of start disrupting your form as it tries mm. to deal with mm. what's going on, effectively. I'm going to say, Sam, what are you doing? So both Betty and Cleo are covered in snakes. Betty is doing better than Cleo. This is a tricky situation for someone who's not good at anything that's involved in this. I mean, you could shoot them. I mean, if it's 25 adders... Uh, not 25 anymore. The force push seemed to, like, throw a few of them into the underbrush. A couple of them sort of got crushed under the pressure. I kind of imagine that they just decay. Oh, you want, like, death hands? Yeah, death Ooh. hands. Sweet. Yeah, like, four of them start decaying, and a few more of them look... So now your turf snakes are older, but they look they look a bit more sluggish. <laughs> the older sluggish. they are, the bigger they are. Okay, so a couple of snakes grow, but also <laughs> get a bit slower. So we're basically in the chapel's effectively like back garden, right? The graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, but just actually a graveyard. That's, I mean, it's a chapel's back garden, right? <laughs> that is, yes, that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, basically. I back up as far as I can, break out my uh, real gun, because I'm a grown-up with a real gun. I mean, it is a real gun. Yep, <laughs> race myself against the headstone. Are you sure? And, and uh, stop picking off adders that I can. Kick some ass. I'm going to kick some ass. Oh, darn. Right, so it's relevant now. I haven't explained luck. Luck is a thing in Monster of the Week. All the hunters have some luck. Because it's a one-shot, I'm giving all the hunters four luck. Luck can do two things. Unless otherwise stated in your playbook, some playbooks interact with luck differently. You can use luck to either change the result of a die to a 12, basically also succeed, or ignore any amount of damage. Once you're out of luck, you are doomed, which means that I can start doing hard moves that you are basically trying to kill you because you've run out of luck. Yeah, I'm going to shoot him from a distance. So I'm using my, my hunting rifle, which is three harm, far, loud, reload. Really, oh, really badly. Mm. So, you know, I mentioned luck. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, no, this is, I mean, because otherwise... So I'm I mean, going to do two things. I'm going to mark down my experience for rolling less than six. Oh yeah, you get that too. Because I've arbitrarily decided that I'm, I'm going to do experience even though it's completely non-applicable. Mm. Although, do I get my experience if I use luck to re-roll? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's relevant enough for me to look it up in the book right now. Then so, I'll just assume. So let's say no, because you, yeah. didn't, you didn't really roll a oh, six, I, I guess. Oh, I use a luck then to not kill everyone. I mean, it would definitely be not kill Cleo. No, 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 no you, don't, no, you don't re-roll. Oh. I think it just counts as a 12, right? Yeah, you just change yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's good, because I rolled a 4 again. <laughs> Great, I'm going to go ahead and use a look. Brilliant. If you look at Kick Some Ass, it says you get to do your damage and pick one. Ooh. 
Could I use I force them where I want them? Yes, absolutely. But you deal three damage. Yep. So effectively, Cleo, you are wrestling with a whole bunch of snakes. Yeah. Just far too many snakes. And you're like, oh no, this is going really badly. I'm so full of snake venom right now. And then there is a massive noise. And like seven of the snakes have gone off of you. Oh good. They were there. But now they're not. And you look down and there are a couple of like heads and fangs still like stuck in you. Ugh. But without bodies left. Ugh. Fun fact. They are still pumping you full of poison. That's your fun fact for the day. Snake heads still totally work. So you can... Um, is, but, that, but, is that better then? Or? I mean, how cool is that? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. And you are able to pluck them out and push them back <laughs> Because they're not... They're working, but they're not actively trying to stay in. But yeah, basically you shot a bunch of snakes off of Cleo. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. What a, what a good shot. I'm firing a, a firearm in the middle of a quiet village like However, a boss. However, turns out the snakes do not like the noise, so they start to slither away. Where do you want them to go? Honestly, just back the way they came is going to be enough. That makes a lot of sense. They start retreating back into the woods because they have been shot at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. All, all, the, all the adders get their knives and they're like, this is the wrong fight for this, and then back off. Cool. Cleo, what are you up to now? I'm getting snake heads out of my legs. Sure, so you're just... <laughs> collecting yourself. All right, so the snakes seem to be retreating now. What are people doing with that? I'd like to use magic to neutralise a poison. Oh, yeah. Yes. And the specific poison is snakes. Yes. <laughs> Wait. No, hang on a minute. Does that mean you're trying to neutralise the snakes that are running away or the venom? No, the venom. Okay, cool. Snakes are a poison on this world. Well, that, I mean, I had to clarify. I thought that might have been where this was going. So that will be an 11 again. Cool. So you just do what you want to do, right? Yeah, so now the poison that is in Cleo is non-poison. Brilliant. Good. So how how, how do you do that? So again, going very, very still and just kind of feeling my perception Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. the nerves that I guess... The veins? Yeah, sure. Wherever the poison's going to be? Cool. Um, Veins and arteries and blood bits. Right. So... A strange thing happens, mm-hmm. which is you suddenly feel very numb. Oh. Obviously, um, Betty goes really still. And then looking down, you see sort of the, the puncture wounds. You're not bleeding more, but like a sort of milky red and white liquid starts pouring back out of your wounds. Oh, there's, an so actual, gross, well, there's an actual real world parallel for this. You can use um, like effectively like a glass bell jar suction thing yeah. over a snake bite. And then you, you suck the air out and it literally... Yeah. This. But that, so that's thing. basically effectively um Betty is using her ghost force is to go into your bloodstream and just push out <laughs> all of the poison again. So intimate Betty. I'm <laughs> Yes, yes it is. I'm, I haven't felt touch like this since bed. Oh, uh, I'm I'm going to say heal one harm as well cuz add a poison is like not horrifying. No. Uh, I think I'm going to use the opportunity to do the classic kid thing of trying to look as cool and nonchalant as I can <laughs> in a kind of fidgety like Leg on the, on yeah, the gravestone? Put, no, okay. down. Like so maybe. You, you try and lean on the gravestone. And the I gravestone mean, I'm f- getting worried because no one's looking and I've only got a short window before I can blow the smoke out of the end of the barrel. The, <laughs> the gravestone falls over. Just kind of nonchalant. The smoke's going. <laughs> so Sam's having a fidget session while you are <laughs> concentrating on healing Cleo. But yeah, so the snakes seem to have just been spooked away, basically. Wow. Who'd have thought that all those snakes killed and ate some cows... I don't think that's what happened. I mean, spooky pond, spooky snakes, cows. What's so, going on here? 
as a voice from the chapel is Aww. appears. Is it the village vicar? It is the village vicar. So tall lady with sort of sandy blonde hair wearing a vicar's cassock. Wait, do they wear cassocks? Is that a thing? Think... She's got a dog collar on. Yeah. Don't know what they wore in the 70s. I think Catholic it's... priests wear cassocks. Okay, it's not Catholic. Definitely um, not Catholic. <laughs> if, if, it, if it's Church of England, then it's just like... Sure. She's priest, wearing... Priest clothes. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's wearing sort of a... Some kind of cake. Yeah, like a, a, conservat- <laughs> a, a conservative black dress with a dog collar. Sure, mm. sure, sure. So, uh, but she looks pretty furious. Sam, you're standing next fidget, to a fidget, fidget, broken fidget. grave fidget. with a gun. <gasps> a smoking gun. Literally. Literally a smoking gun. <laughs> Is it probably smoking? I got it smoking. <laughs> Blowing upon a smoking gun. What are you doing in this graveyard? Why are you firing your gun? Jesus! <laughs> I just run. I just run. I panicked. I panicked. I just run. Okay, act under pressure. Okay, like, so. I, yeah. Uh, that's a six. Oh. I'm not going to use a look on this. Sam shouts, cheese it, starts to run, trips over a grave, knocks it over again, falls to the floor, fires the gun. <gasps> the window of the church shatters. <laughs> The reverend says, come inside right now and explain yourself or I'm calling the police. That's oh, really good of them. I'm actually really impressed. Oh, God, oh, God. Right. Do you acquiesce? I feel like her tone of voice probably does not allow for <laughs> disobedience here. <laughs> I am still recovering from venom, but I just, I'm just going to... She... I haul myself to my feet and then I haul Sam as well. And she strides over grabs the guy who goes, I'll take that and walks back into the church. Oh no! Currently all I hire is Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm incorporeal, but it doesn't really work on people so can I just kind of just gently shove, hold, push the two of them towards the church, herd Uh, them into the church. You are able to do that. As long as, it, Magic it away! Magic the problem away! I'm assuming you two kind of go with this. Okay, as we're going towards the church, I'm just going to sort of turn to Petty and be like, how are we going to... Magic him! What's up? Magic him! I don't know. Sure? Magic sure? Good idea. She's perfectly reasonable. Or... Yes, but our reasons may not be so reasonable. I'm waiting! Also, she's holding my gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> not pointed at you, but... No, no, okay. I just, she let's has just it. all sit down and I'm sure we can work this out. Right. I fixed your snake problem. Inside. Oh, okay. I go inside. I also go inside and I'm like, better be back up with a good idea. She's really scary. Can I go inside? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not, not a surrounded by, And it's not surrounded by salt? No, but I am possessed by a demon, sort of. Well... No, he's just my dark master. He's not here right now. He doesn't need to know. I mean, you're assuming this is a legitimate chapel. Maybe it's yeah. on, on holy terms, it's a fake. Yeah, so you walk inside and she closes the door behind you and locks it. Oh, that's not normal behaviour. Right, so... Why don't I make a pot of tea and we'll get this all sorted out, shall we? Yes. All right, then. Sit down. Oh. She walks up to the pulpit, twiddles this sort of string, seems to be kind of shifting something sort of in the window, maybe to, like, affect the sunlight or something, just change the shade, and then walks into a back room. Okay, right, so how are we, what are we going to tell her? Okay, first of all, I want to know what, what is going on in this church, so I would like to use magic to know what is going on 
with this church, um, <laughs> which I think counts as do one thing that is beyond human limitations. What do you mean by what okay, is going on what, with this okay, church? Okay, what's the spooky bit? There's a spooky bit. Mm, you could investigate a mystery or read a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, read a bad situation then, yeah. I guess. Un- unless better. there is a specific like magical aspect that you'd like uh, to... No, magic is just my go-to because it's what I'm best at, but I think you're right that read a bad situation is Quick, probably more relevant. Quick, cast plot. <laughs> I mean, read a bad situation yeah. is that. <laughs> yeah, I would like to do that. Cool. So that's a seven, but what's is it sharp that you roll for that one? Yeah. So I think I get plus... Yes, I do. So that's a nine. Ooh. So I just get the one question, right? You do. You have one hold. Let's have a look at these questions. Unless somebody wants to help out. I will help. Cool. I How do I've you help? enough. I look around at the church. I mean, to be honest, yes, that's fine. <laughs> like that... <laughs> I, Look up. No one ever looks up in horror films. I absolutely look up at the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the windows. I look at the door of friendly. You, you collaborate, basically, yeah. yes. I think. Between us, we will look at this whole damn show. Oh, you're going to look at so many things. <laughs> well, no, 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 I think. What is your shot? Oh, what's your shot? No, for help out, you roll with cool. What's your cool? I mean, you're quite cool, if I remember correctly. Minus one. Oh. Oh, no, you're not cool at all. So oh. what do you do? You expose um, yourself to danger without helping. Yeah, that's what I do. What you decide to do is take a look in the room that the Reverend went into to make sure that they're not up to anything nefarious. Yeah, I'm going to go scout ahead. That's what Uh I do. So while you're looking around, I'm going to let you ask your question first, then I'm going to deal with whatever happens to Cleo. (laughs) No, I'm getting dealt with. What's my best way out? What is your best way out? You're incorporeal, let's just walk through the walls. No! What's our best way out? Sorry, okay, fine, 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 fine. So the back door is that like huge, sturdy, studded sort of oak thing mm. that you know church doors do. The same is for the front. There is probably some sort of back entrance through or sort of side entrance through wherever the you know the little administrative officey mm. bit that usually exists. However, that is probably through the room that Cleo is now looking into. So that's probably your best way out. Either that or like through a window, but you'd have to smash a window. We've already done that. <laughs> the window so has a bullet hole done. in it. <laughs> well, yeah, the, bu- the window has a bullet hole in it because uh, it's stained glass. It's oh, so like also, shattered uh, one surely of Surely the... other windows are probably like two, the stained glass bits are too small for us to actually get, well, for these guys to get through. You'd have to mm. crash through sort of the lead. Yeah. So you would be able oh, to get through. Oh, that would be so painful. But it's, they're probably going to be a bit more difficult than a normal, although they, they might be really old and fragile. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. However. If only had a car. You open the door. As you open the door, you hear a click. You look up and you see the reverend with a gun pointed to your head. On the ceiling? No. Oh, you, check you, through, said, you, you said you, you said look, look up. up. It's like, oh, Sorry. I, I thought she was like, Sorry. Alright, you look forward <laughs> yeah. and see the reverend standing by a boiling kettle in a sort of little kitchen. With a handgun pointed at your head. A handgun? Oh, not the gun she got from you. Ooh. And I think we're going to open the episode there. Ooh. Ooh. So, a mysterious situation and a naughty reverend. <laughs> How we will resolve this, we'll find out next time on Rusty Quill Gaming. <laughs> Bye! You made it sound so saucy. <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. 
Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.